Purpose peeps, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I have one of my dear friends. You know her, you love her. I know her, I love her. Her name is Courtney Tesano. She's been on the podcast once before and I had to go back into my records and look. It was literally February, 2019. So I was a mom of one at that point. I was pregnant with John, but hadn't had him yet. Tez had just gotten engaged in December of 2018. Um, and so things have progressed a lot since then, y'all. So I'm super excited about this segment, this Where Are They Now segment. Um, I know that in our first episode with me, we talked about healing journeys. And so we're going to be continuing that conversation here with Tez because I've been just so surprised to hear how many people are in like similar situations where they're like, girl, I just had to go away for a while or I had to close down the business or I had to be honest with my mom about how this thing made me feel or I had to pull away all of it. So um, I would love for you to give people just an update on who you are if they're listening for the first time and we'll get into our questions. Yeah. So thank you for having me back, Bree. She Mm -hmm. is my bestie. Um, if you are just tuning in, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I said before, I always like leave with career, but I think the most exciting thing happening now is that I am eight and a half months pregnant with my first child. So I'm going to be jo- joining the mommy club very soon, any day now. I'm hoping we can make it for another month, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot has changed. Um, a, a lot of things in my career have changed. Uh, but I am still working right now. I am actually back at entertainment tonight. So I'm still in the entertainment news space, you guys. I'm also in the lifestyle space. You may have seen me on Amazon Live. I know this is not about career, but just in case you didn't know, I'm, yes. I'm keeping busy um, with what I went to school for, which is journalism. And uh, it's hard. It's not an easy thing. There, There is no balance. It's just running <laughs> on fumes. <laughs> And that's a great place to kick off our questions because I love telling people that balance is a myth. Um, It just is like, it's not about balance. It's about priorities and priorities is not even just a, what's your priorities in the season. Sometimes it's a minute by minute thing, right? Where you might have a moment where you say, okay, like you said, baby's coming. So you're like, all right, I'm going to do a little bit of nesting and put this thing over here. And now I'm about to do this assignment for ET. And now I'm going to jump over here. And it's just kind of like, and I know you and I talk about this all the time. If you're trying to balance stuff, the stress level gets real high. But if you just start looking at it from one thing at a time of, okay, I'm doing this and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this, it becomes not even easier, but you just learn to manage, right? Right. And I know that that's something you can speak to because you are working multiple jobs right now, right? As eight and a half months pregnant. So what do you say to the person who comes to you and they're like, how do you do it all? (laughs) Well, like you said, you, I mean, I am a person that is pretty organized on my calendar. Everything's in my calendar, (laughs) especially at this point with the mom brain. But even before, I feel like in order to do everything, you just have to be very regimented in a sense. Like, there are going to be times I'm not going to be the most present wife. There's times I'm not going to be the most present friend, daughter, whatever it is, um, because something else is taking priority. But I feel like for me, my calendar has helped me tremendously. And also I've actually, before doing this, I had just said a prayer. I was like, God, you're bringing all these blessings and I don't want to complain, but God, I'm tired. I need rest. So I also put in my request to God and I'm like, let's find a way for me to get rest and let me not complain when I only have a set amount of time to do something like 
you know, I'm really just trying to maximize and take advantage of any rest that I get uh, working basically three jobs right now. Um, so it's definitely a juggle. I think that uh, also having support is, is, is different now in corporate America. I think the pandemic has changed that for people. So I probably wouldn't be able to juggle three jobs uh, going from um, taking breaks at ET to going to Amazon Live to coaching for uh, as a pageant interview coach. I wouldn't be able to do all of that before because there were all these restrictions and there wasn't work-life balance. I think they're getting much better at that as well. And right now it's really benefiting my family in this season as we prepare for baby boy. So I'm not getting much rest, but if you're, if we're being honest, anybody in their third trimester probably ain't getting no rest, whether they working or not <laughs> for various reasons. Yes. The baby is kicking you or you're getting up every five seconds to pee or like ugh, my, my thing. And y'all have, if y'all follow me on social media, y'all saw it was Joshua. That baby was just always moving. It looked like a scene out of a horror film. And I was just That's like, one. <laughs> where, where, when am I supposed to? No, it's fine. No, you, no, you do you. I'm just trying to rest here. But yeah, just keep kicking me in my in my side and moving up my organs. That's fine. Yep. Shenanigans, right? All of the above. <laughs> so, so yeah, just I was, being, go ahead. Go ahead. What you saying? Yeah, I was gonna see. I was just saying, just organized. organized and just really trying not to like let yourself sink because I feel like times before when I would get overwhelmed. I felt like I was like on the brink of having a breakdown and now I have so much going on. I don't let myself go there. I'm like, I have my little moment. I say, oh man, this is tough, but I don't let myself sink anymore. I'm like, I've got to get this done. Yeah. I feel like knowing your purpose on why you're so busy or why you're doing something helps you. Cause if you don't, you just like, I'm doing everything for everyone except me. Right. So if I, if I go back and I'm like, I feel terrible but I got to wake up because I'm trying to make this money for a baby boy, then, okay, snap out of it, have your moment, you know, maybe do your little cry for whatever it takes and Absolutely. then get back on track. Right. So that's helped me. So I know that, and we talked about this at your baby shower, because I was just at your baby shower in Houston earlier this week, and we were talking about rest and how it can be this fleeting thing. So how do you define rest for you personally? Because I know for me, I've had to get away from like, I think there was a season where I was trying to get a fixed amount of sleep. And because I wasn't getting that, then there was that guilt factor of like, you know, you need to be getting more sleep. I'm like, okay, well, that's not happening. And I can't, like you said, stay in that dark pit of, of a moment and shame myself for not going to bed earlier. So what does rest look like for you outside of, I'm going to lay on the couch or I'm going to lay on the, in my bed and go to sleep? I think rest for me starts with being mentally where I need to be because I've worked really hard on my mental health. I've talked on the podcast um, about how I struggled in the past with that. And so I feel like rest for me is making sure that like, I don't go into places of despair. It's not always physical. It's like, okay, let my mind rest. Like if you're someone that deals with anxiety, you know that that's really difficult because your mind is going a mile a minute, trying to do this, 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 this. But if you get on, get to the point where you get more organized and you say, I don't have the capacity to do this, then you rid yourself of that guilt of getting all these things done. So I stopped piling so much unnecessary things on myself and being honest and saying, you know what, I'm not superwoman. I can't do that. I can only do what is required at this moment. If it's, you know, take, sometimes I'll get three to four hours of sleep. The next day I need to catch up. That means I can't, you know, take on that extra client. That means I need to let people at work know that like, hey, I have to be out at this time. Like really, I've talked about boundaries before, but I've never been a firm person to put the boundaries in place. And I'm so 
serious about them now because I feel like if I don't, I'm going to be running on fumes. It's not going to be good for my mental health. And I've been there, done that. Once you've been down, you don't ever want to go back down to that dark place again. And so you have to find coping mechanisms to pull yourself out when you see it going that way. Therapy's been huge for me as well. That has helped me get rest, being able to talk out some of the things that give me anxiety, keep me up at night. And that has been huge. I know a lot of people complain about therapy being expensive, but I did better health at one point and they gave me a full month. So you you can't contain a full month free. So you can't continue to make excuses. They got plans. You know, they have different resources that you have to look into. So if you're serious about getting rest and also taking care of yourself mentally, then you got to do what you got to do. So that's definitely what I'm doing over here, girl. (laughs) Yes. And I love that you talked about me and my dad went to lunch earlier today and we were talking about you know, cost exchange, because like you said, people are very quick to say, oh, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. And for him, he was talking about um, when he went on the, he did the soda weight loss diet, the state of the the art. That's what that soda, that's what it stands for. And when he first went in, he had gone in to just kind of hear about it. He was, you know, he's a a radio guy and they're always running ads for it on the, on the stations that he used to be an anchor for. And he went in there that one time and they gave him that quote. He was like, oh no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to do it. So he left. That was it, right? So then he went and um he started experiencing this really bad back pain. And they had to give him a shot in his like hip in order to help alleviate some of that back pain. And one shot was maybe eighteen hundred dollars. Oh my. And he was like, he went back to the place and was like, hey, you know what you have said that this is how much it would cost. So do your, all of a sudden it seemed cheap because it's like, okay, are you, what are, what are you going to do? Are you going to take the steps necessary to invest in your future and put yourself in a better health, like in a healthier state so you can potentially live longer and have a better quality of life? Or are you going to be up in here getting $2,000 shots in your hip every quarter? Like that's $8,000. Baby, I promise you it didn't cost that much. The the diet plan and all that didn't cost that much, right? So it's like you really have to decide when when you're looking at what you're investing in, what am I going to get a return on investment? Because like people will get a bag, people get their hair done, people get their nails done, all those kinds of things. But some of those things, it's like, baby, you do that and you have to do it again and again and again. I wish this hair would just be cute all the time, but eventually it's going to be like, okay, your new growth is is growing and you, you need to get this redone, right? So I can't, I can't really say, well, this is worth, my hair is worth getting done, but I'm not going to invest in like you said, mental health services, or I'm not going to invest in, um, for me, I have a monthly massage membership. And me and my husband, when we talked through our budget, I was like, I will, there was a a season where I paused it, but I'm like, I can't take this off the table. I've realized this is really important for me to just lay down for an hour, as simple as that may seem, and have somebody rub on me. Nobody's asking me for anything. Like that's really important to me. Right. Yeah. And so you have to be able to look at where you're spending time and money already and say, what can I take away from so that I can pour into these things that, again, are going to pour back into me eventually? Because a bag and all this other stuff is great, and and there's a place for that, but if someone is battling with their mental health and they're saying they can't afford that, but we're spending money on things, baby, okay, well, let's look back at the budget. Like, how can we factor it in eventually, right? 
And that's what it is. That's what it is. We all make sacrifices. And sometimes some of the things others wouldn't sacrifice are what you need. You need to incorporate in your life. And I know, girl, you know, I'm natural. So I'm always doing my own hair. Uh, But I, my husband, he would get on me. He's like, every time that you uh, go to the nail shop, you feel so good. And I said, boy, I don't have time to be getting my nails done. And that's expensive. And he said, I'm putting it in our budget to treat you to go and get that done and so I go and get my pedicures I let them do that little massage and I I will add on uh occasionally as well so that's something that I started doing that I was not big on before but it really did make me feel like okay I can shut my mind off for a second and really have someone take care of me so whatever it is for you do that um and it definitely makes a difference and makes you feel more human because there was so many times when you're running on fumes you just don't you don't know where your mind is you don't know what's going on Um, so figure out what that is for you. Yes. And I think we have to really be honest with ourselves about our state of mind, um, and kind of get back to those things that we enjoy, like you were saying, and and it's awesome. We have people outside of us who can say, no, you really, you really like that. Or I notice when you come back, like your shoulders are kind of high before you leave, but then when you, when you come back, they're kind of a little bit more relaxed. And I know in one season you talked about, you know, TJ Maxx, like, hey, I just want to walk around these aisles, okay? I just want to Oh, I was a faithful window shopper. I don't do it as much anymore because I don't need to be spending no money. And I don't need to be walking that much unless, you know, I'm getting in just steps for the baby. Yeah. But on goods, oh, baby, that was a date night for me and my husband. Like, he knows me. I'm not going to walk out there with anything, but I'm going to walk in have some inspiration, feel good when I leave. Yeah. So as long as you can control yourself, those are also <laughs> things that used to get me through when I didn't quite have the cash to take yes. care of, you know, actually bringing the things home. I just love that kind of stuff. So just find what, you know, makes you feel good. Yeah. So in speaking to that, because I know, and we talked about this before I got on here, so many of the women that I that are really, that have been a part of the Black Girls of Purpose community, I did not realize a lot of us were on parallel healing journeys until we all checked back in. And I was like, oh, you was going through that too, girl. I didn't know what was happening. And so I know that you experienced a lot of healing. Girl, again, me and you side by side, calling each other, encouraging each other, praying for each other. Well, what do you feel like was a, a moment that really started it or where you notice like oh I feel like I'm in the process of healing because this thing has happened and previously it would have triggered this but I'm actually navigating through it and I feel like I can keep going you know what and I think everybody can feel this the pandemic was my turning point Mm -hmm. I feel like going through so much loss for me, I didn't react well to it. I was having to postpone my wedding. I had lost my grandmother. I had lost my job, like all at once back to back. And it just felt like, you know, everything that I had worked for, everybody that I love was being taken from me. And so I had been focused a bit on my mental health before, but I was still everybody's resident unpaid therapist. And I was given a lot of advice and not taking it. And so after all of that happened, I went and sought out a grief counselor. And that's where it started for me. And I realized I wasn't just grieving the loss of a physical loved one. I was grieving the loss of a life of um, life that I had expectations for. And I feel like once I did the therapy with uh, my wonderful doctor, she was really great. Um, She even said by the end of our sessions, I did it for about uh, five months, actually. 
and really work through some like childhood traumas, work through some triggers, really figured out like what boundaries really were and how to set them and not be a people pleaser. I, she saw a complete change in me and that I could really work through situations that I once couldn't work through before or that I said I could, but deep down it still would bother me. And so I think the pandemic was a huge turning point for me. And I really had always turned to God, but I really needed someone in real life to listen to me. I needed someone to give me that good feedback or just to hear, you know, wow, you're being vulnerable enough to say that you actually are experiencing this or like, you know, I worked through a lot of issues that I had with my family dynamics. All of these different things were things I neglected for so many years because I focused on everything else. And once those things were taken away, I had nothing else to focus on. And so I really believe that that was my turning point for healing. And also because my job was taken away, the whole social media thing, not posting as much, really taking time to like figure out what, why, what my why. That's what it was. I've, tr I've had finally figured out what my why was in life. And are, am I going to be impacted by what people think of me if I'm not posting, if, if things don't look perfect, if, you know, if I'm not popping every second in their eyes, like, what do I think of myself? And I feel like that really changed the game for me. And just letting go of those expectations that in order for X, Y, and Z to happen, I have to be this, this, and this. Like, I finally just shed all of that and say, you know what? I want to love me at the end of the day. I don't care about the praise. I don't care about the job title. You know, the money will come. Like I really had to have a complete mind shift and that saved my life. I've got to be real. That completely saved my life because the things I used to be so type A about or that I used to stress about, I don't just say little quotes anymore or like just say stuff that feels good. I actually say things I mean and I can see the difference in the girl I was before and the woman I am now. So the pandemic was a turning point, but uh, therapy and really digging deep, that truly saved me, not worrying about what anyone else thought of me anymore and just focusing on what the now and what I can do for my future. And also girl, not planning so much for the future. God's got it. Like that used to be something I, I struggled with so much is just worried about the next thing. Oh, this is gonna line up with this. Once I completely let God take the wheel and meant it, he did what he had to do and I was surprised every single time and I wasn't filled with disappointment when things didn't go my way so that healing journey girl was nasty and ugly <laughs> but the result has been really beautiful and now I feel like I have such a greater appreciation for life absolutely I love what you said about one being honest because in previous episode I talked about that I said I think that we and I, I'm, a, I'm a Black woman, so I can only speak from a Black woman's perspective, that, and some of that is ingrained into our upbringing of like, well, it's disrespectful to say this. You can't tell, you know, if, if you don't like the food, just still say thank you, and da, 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 da. And I, I told my sister, I said, I had to get honest with God, and I didn't feel like I had ever had the license to do that before, but I had to be honest in my discontentment and saying what, like what you said, well, this isn't where I thought I would be, or I thought I would be farther along, or I thought that this was going to look like this, or when you told me this about myself, I thought this was the time timeline with which it was going to happen and it really is so freeing to say you know what <laughs> you gonna do what you're gonna do you know what I mean and not even from a place of because I, I used to say that but it was really from like a bitter place like it don't matter I don't need to plan because 
It doesn't matter what I want to do because you're going to yeah. do what you're going to do, right? My, my heart shifted. Like you said, I had that mindset shift that was like, you know what, God? I know what I feel like you called me to do. Like you said earlier, I feel like I know my why. I feel like I have a grasp of what my purpose is. I, I feel alive in these certain elements and segments of the things that you've given me. I feel like you continue to give me glimpses. And while I would like this to be blown up to this proportion, or I would like, you know, I feel like I can handle this much more responsibility it's clear that either the thing isn't ready or I'm not ready. Yeah, and it's so, foundation works. It's right. That foundation work. And sometimes we can't do it. Most of the times we can't create our foundation, but we think yeah. we can. Yeah. And being the people that are planners and, you know, we're very analytical in the way that we process things. There are some moments where you just can't plan life. You literally can't. It is carved out for you. And you can say it all day, but until you experience it and you experience the highs and lows of life, you really don't understand what you're saying. You're just saying a whole bunch of fluff. Right. And then you and you put unnecessary stress on yourself and you do experience more anxiety because there's this false belief that you are completely in control. Right. Like, oh, if I don't do this, like this is going to fall apart. And, you know, I, I really feel like even in just recent weeks, and like you said, you were praying to God right before you got on, like, okay, God, like, stuff is actually happening now, but I'm trying not to panic, but like, okay, you know, but I, I, there's some, there've been some things that either I forgot I prayed about, or they just were so long ago that I'm like, you heard me? Cause I kind of just said that in passing and stuff is coming back around and I'm seeing how little I really had to do with it. Right. Cause we are definitely, like you said, at the very beginning of the interview, we are trained to be like, Oh, this is me. And this is what I do. And like, this is my you know resume and these are my titles and this is what I'm known for. And I am just continuing to see that yes, God made me, and yes, I, I walk in confidence of the things that he's allowed me to do, but there are also opportunities where I'm like, baby, I can't take none of the credit for this, because there are a lot of other people who are more qualified or have the connections, and this is just God's favor. This is just what God's favor looks like, right? It is. It is, and I feel like I preached that before, and I genuinely meant it, where I would always talk about how Jesus is my agent. He That's still true. is, yes. even though I got management now, I still say every single thing that I actually get, it all comes from him. It yeah. all comes from him. And I honestly am so happy with the season that I'm in right now, despite it being rough, <laughs> because I feel like I am so not tied to titles as much as I was before. Yeah. And I just really want to be a good person. I want, and I, I was a good person before, but I really want to be someone that I inspire myself and Brie, I mean, this is a little off track, but a lot of people have said in my pregnancy, oh, you just make it look so good. You make it look so good. And you know, as much as I accept the compliment, because I've gotten better at that, I feel in a lot of ways, it's still dismissive when you're, when you're pregnant or when you're going through different seasons, let's say, you know, in my instance, I'm going to pop any day now. And everyone's saying, I'm, I'm talking about how it's tough um, and not even in a complaining way, just like, man, it's, it's, it's tough. And being honest about it. And then someone says, oh, but you make it look good. Well, you know what? I really want to encourage us all to just be more like, you know, I hope you, I hope you feel as good as you look, mm -hmm. because that's what I want in life. I want to feel as good as it looks. I don't want it to be any mask of a life. I don't want any areas of my life to feel false to me. If it feels good to me, then I'm fine with it looking good to you. 
Yeah. I just don't want it to be the other way around. So, I mean, that's just like a little minor example, but just, I really wish more of us will be more connected to what people are saying and not just throwing out phrases or just throwing out things that we think are uplifting and really they're all dismissive. Right, right. And, and not, I think that also ties with what we were saying earlier about that honesty. Like if you are asking someone how they feel, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And then they give you an honest response. Even if it makes you uncomfortable, you ask them. So I've always, I've almost reached a place where I'm like, don't ask unless you really want to know. Right. Cause I'm not, you know, me and you are, we're transparent. Like I'm not going to tell you, Oh, it's great. And I'll give an example Love my children. They've been, they've been visiting um, their grandparents in Chicago. And my dad asked me today, are you excited for them to come back? And I was like, don't ask me that. Cause I'm going to tell you, I, I said, when they get here, it'll be great. But like I said, I said, it feels more like, okay, back to work. Like I've had this period of rest. that has been amazing for me and my mental health. It's been great for my husband. We've been able to spend time together. I'm like, so do you get super excited when you got to go back to work? If you've been on vacation, uh, probably not. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, it doesn't take anything away. I love my children, obviously, but I'm like, I'm gonna just tell you how it is. I'm gonna keep it a buck. That's it. And I wish more of us could just be honest without it coming across as, oh, you're a realist or you're being negative. Because really, like you said, you love your children. And for me, I am so blessed to be able to have a child and get this far along. Like, I cannot wait to be a mom. The reality is, don't nobody want to get kicked in their ribs and, you know, in their pelvic area, would you? If somebody right. grabbed kicked you right now, you would not like it. So the reality is we can have both and yeah. it's okay. And it's all right to just truly listen. I think a lot of us as humans, we're not good listeners. We think we're good communicators, but you can only be a good communi- communicator if you listen. So yeah, that, that's just really what I'm on right now. Us being able to be truly, you know, in a space where we're hearing people because I think, I know we keep talking mental health, but a lot of people have been crying out for help. And sometimes you, you really can't help that person. But like you said, maybe don't ask, don't ask if you don't want the honest truth from them or, you know, push them, push them to find some resources if you're really trying to help. But if you're not, you know, let's just keep it moving. We don't have to say something else. That's a really cute shirt. I like it. That's it. That was cute. Right. Like, cause you just, I don't know. And I, and I, and I hope, and I pray, and you know how I talk to my sons, like I'm really big on them being in, in, in tune with their emotions and their thoughts and, and being able to put words to those things. And I hope and pray that we will be the ones to raise up a generation of people who are, like you said, not just good at talking, but also really good at listening and processing what's being said and, responding accordingly as opposed to just giving that rubber stamp response that okay I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine or like you said you make it look easy you make it look easy and I'm like okay thank like you said thank you I appreciate the compliment I know you mean very well but also did you just hear what I just said (laughs) if I just said I just told you that my back is hurting because this baby is like really high right now and you're like oh but girl you look good did you just hear me I just told you I'm struggling to walk because my back is hurting (laughs) but you look like a model okay like I said just tell me my don't even ask me how I'm doing just say my shirt is cute and we'll just just oh my goodness yes shenanigans so what would you say to 
really pre-pandemic Courtney to kind of get her mind like, hey, baby, this is coming. And then what would you say to maybe um, Courtney that was in that five month process that was going through the through the therapy sessions and maybe had moments where she was like, I don't know, therapy seemed like a good idea, but it seems like it's hurting more than it's helping right now. What would you say to them? You know, pre-pandemic Courtney, pre-turning point Courtney, I would say, girl, <laughs> I honestly, I would tell myself, that life is already hard. Why are you making it harder? Mm. And I know that that just sounds so simple, but sometimes we really create chaos for our lives by either stressing about things that we can't control. And it's, it's just, it's one of those things where it's easier said than done. So you cannot plan out your life as much as we talk about having a five-year plan, having a, this plan, those are all great. Have, having like an idea of what you want is wonderful. Being able to accomplish those goals are wonderful. But I think pre-pandemic Courtney was so regimented that she didn't leave room for real life. Yeah. And you have to leave room for the unexpected. I think you know firsthand as a parent, you can't plan your birth, even though we have a birth plan. You yeah. can't plan how you're going to be as a parent. You can't plan your kid's personality. So as a child of God, why do you think you can plan out your life when he already, he's in full control? Right now, you just run around cr looking crazy. You have your list. That's great. Not everything on the list is going to be checked off. Just like with a wedding, you can plan the most beautiful wedding and something's going to go wrong. And you've got to be okay with that. So I think I would have told pre-pandemic, pre-turning point, Courtney, really give yourself grace. And I tell other people that all the time, but I rarely actually gave myself grace. And once I went through the five month period of therapy, I would say, girl, hold on tight. Cause this is not easy. You got a lot of stuff to unpack. So if you are in that season where you're trying to heal, I wish people wouldn't make healing and balance and all of these things sound so sexy and appealing because really they are the hardest parts of life. Healing is just like when you fall down and bruise yourself, it, the, the scab itches, you want to peel it off. You want to, you're going to have to start all over again. You know, it is not a, a beautiful process. It is a tough process that you have to go through. And eventually, if you keep going after it, it'll, you'll really heal and you'll really, the scab will cover over and the scar is still going to be left there. But at some point you will be healed and you'll be able to move forward. And so that Courtney, I'm proud of her for pushing through because she tried before and was not successful. And I feel, I'm not healed. I'm still healing. I think we never um fully heal uh in some areas but i'm on the journey of healing and it is a beautiful process to see the some areas that i have been able to really recover from so so good um i love what you said about baby life is hard don't don't add to your burden okay Ch just oh, just I, if i can help you with this part i can't i don't know about the rest but if i could just help you right here you're doing the most, baby. You don't, don't make it harder. <laughs> yeah. Life harder. Um, well, I, well, for my last question, uh, I really want to think about baby Z and just thinking about like, you know, I know that we've talked about how um, powerful seeing our parents as people mm. has been in helping us to extend more grace to them, right? And to help us to kind of be like, okay, 
that ain't make sense at the time, but I can see why you thought that that made sense, right? So what is something that you hope he knows about you? Because it's like, yes, me, this, me and your dad, we're your parents, but we're also people. What is, where, where is an area you want him to extend you grace as he is growing and, and getting older? Where you like, man, we figuring it out together. You know, I am excited to see how I'm going to be as a parent because I've been so career driven my entire life. Yeah. And this is the first time that that's not going to be the case. I have to focus on a tiny human, making sure that they survive. And I'm having a boy. So y'all know boys are hard to keep alive. They just be jumping <laughs> off. But um, I hope that he extends me grace in the fact that I am I'm mom, that's one of my titles, because <laughs> it is a title, yes. uh, but I also am human. So, you know, there are going to be some things that are going to come my way that I'm experiencing for the first time. So let's say he has a tantrum and I think I can handle everyone else's kids well, but I can't handle my own kid. So if you see your mama crying or you see your mama responding to something, have grace for me because you having a tantrum. Mama sometimes has to have a moment too. <laughs> so I just hope that um, as much as he, I'm the me and my husband are the first people he's going to look up to when he comes out. I hope at some point he can really see me and, um, you know, we can talk about the progress that I've made and we can be honest. I, I don't think that that's going to happen quick because, you know, he's going to be a newborn and a baby for a very long time. But I hope at some point we get to a point in our relationship where he sees me as uh, Courtney <laughs> and he, he can see me um and admire the things that I have done because I look at my parents and I had no idea in my teenage years how much of a brat I was with my little attitude. Mm -hmm. You know, all of us have that little phase where we don't want to be bothered. I see it now as an aunt and as a mom, I can imagine it's going to be rough. So I just hope mm -hmm. in retrospect, as he goes through the many phases we all go through, that he can be like, you know what, mama, I went through that. Yeah, you really did it. You did that. <laughs> I, just hope at some point, I hope at some point I get a little bit of grace because it's just it, in the beginning, you're not like your kids don't thank you every Mother's Day and say, Mommy, thank you for carrying me. And even though I was kicking you, it's just a part of life. <laughs> so I just hope as we go through different phases that they have that retrospect and that true thankfulness for me as a mom. Yeah, that's it. So good. I'm so excited to meet him. I'm so excited to see you in your, in your mom role. Cause like you said, you've been an auntie for, I mean, the entire time that I've known you and I've known yeah. you over 10 years and <laughs> you was an auntie even before then. Yeah. Um, so everybody's auntie for years now. Um, I got my whole license as an aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Well, I'm so excited. Um, I'm so uh, thankful that you came and just shared your story. I know women who listen are going to connect with it. And um, man, the next time they hear from you, if you don't ever come back, you're going to be a mom by the time they come. Just, and then I'm going to need you on your tips because you've done it three times. <laughs> and I only ask for tips from moms that I admire because I don't need everybody's tips, you know. I'm These are the facts. It's that I'm only getting advice from people who I want to emulate. And I'm still going to just take a piece of that and then say, okay, I like that piece. And then I'm going to blend it with my piece over here, right? it that's it because we all are going to be different none of us have the same child and none of us are going to be the same mom <laughs> that's the part well thank you again Tess for being my guest and um how can people stay connected with I know y'all like she said y'all she ain't gonna be on social media all the time so you can follow her but don't be like what? 
where are the baby pics? She will share them when she's ready, okay? Yes, and Brie knows that about me. I'm, I always say I'm going to get better, but I re- I'm hoping that that's something that when things slow down, I'll get better. But if you are interested in most of the stuff that I have online is career-driven, but hopefully there'll be some mommy content coming or just some me. I, I mean, I feel like I say some off-the-wall stuff if you watch my Insta story. <laughs> if you want to follow me, um, on Instagram, I'm at Courtney underscore Tezano. That is the regular way you spell Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y underscore T-E-Z-E-N-O. And that's on Twitter and pretty much on Facebook. If you type my name in, you'll find me. Awesome. Well, you guys go and get connected with her. And thank you again, Tez. Yes. Thank you for having me, Bree. <laughs>